This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going on right now? I'm talking with Jason from Psychroptic, uh, and and they are in a totally different time zone. It's 11 p.m. here in Seattle. What time is it for you, Jason? Uh, it's four four in the afternoon tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow for you. So how's tomorrow? <laughs> How is tomorrow? Yeah, it's well, it's good now because it's like it's pretty much Friday night, and I've just finished work, so a few beers and time to relax for the weekend. So uh, people might be surprised to know that uh, tech death doesn't pay all the bills. You have a day job, too. So what's uh, what's your day yeah. job, man? What's your career? Uh, I'm a house painter. OK, nice. Yeah, self, self-employed. Got my own little business. So. Hard work, dude. Yeah, it is. It's it's all right, though. It, it pays the bills and it's uh, flexible enough that I can I can tour and play death metal and do the that I actually enjoy doing. So I can't complain, you know? It pays for your death metal addiction. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Right on, man. Well, uh, you know, we're we're talking about the new album that's going to be dropping here in uh, in August. And uh, yeah, so uh, the new record, Divine Council. There it is. God damn it. Divine Council. Come on, you didn't do your homework. I got it here, bro. (laughs) I got it here. It's so good. Divine Council, man. Okay, so the news, the Psychroptic Divine Council, uh, and uh, tell me, man, um, was this was this a pandemic project, or did you guys like have this already the wheels going for it before the pandemic? No. Nah. So we we started. Our plan was basically right at the start of the pandemic. Obviously, we didn't know how long it was going to go for. Yeah. We uh we started work on an EP and that was sort of the plan and just see what happens. So we, we had that out a couple of years ago now and 
basically once the EP was finished, yeah, we just kept going and, and got the album done. So, yeah, right through the middle of lockdown, this was this whole album was written and recorded. Um, it was quite kind of a funny one because me and Joe, our guitarist, we we both live in the same place, but then Dave, our drummer, he lives in Melbourne, and he was sort of locked down. So the whole time from start to finish of the album, we didn't actually the band members didn't actually see each other. Oh wow! Yeah, so. Me and Joe recorded together. Um, Dave recorded in another studio in another state of Australia. Yeah. And then Todd and Kaiser both did stuff in New York and New Jersey. So wow. it's been recorded all over the world. Wow, dude. Uh, it's yeah, so international it's, death metal. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You know, we're going to, uh, it takes more than a fucking global pandemic to stop us making albums, though. So. You know, we're we're dedicated to the cause. So you mentioned where where you live in, and uh, are you in Tasmania? Yeah, yeah. So me and Joe are in Tasmania, which for people who may not know is a tiny little island off the southern coast of Australia, yeah. between Australia and Antarctica. Wow, is it pretty cold? Yeah. It is at the moment. We're in the middle of winter here now, so it's kind of dark. I'm I've got like a mountain which. I don't know. Hang on. We'll see if I can flip the... Uh, I don't know what the f- I'm doing. Uh, there's a mountain I'm looking at that's covered in snow. But yeah. I, you probably can't see it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, so... Um, so, I know... I, I talked to a, a metal band from Australia called Faceless Burial recently, and um, they... The guitarist and the songwriter from that band was mentioning how and and he's in Sydney, Australia. He was mentioning how how intense the lockdown was there. You know how how it was pretty much almost two years of you know mm. months and months of lockdown. Was it the same in Tasmania, or was it a little bit less? No, uh, like that? No. no, we we had a totally different thing here because okay. because we are an island. Yeah. Uh, when when everything was going crazy, we had a, a sort of loose lockdown right at the start of the pandemic for. I don't know, maybe like a month, but I mean, I was still going to work and, you know, you could still get around and stuff. You, some businesses, uh, you know, shut down and stuff, which wasn't good, but generally through the whole pandemic, it was just life as normal down here on, on the island of Tasmania. We just couldn't leave. So they just basically locked the island up, said that you, we can't let people in or out and everyone can do their thing. But then you had Sydney was locked down a lot. Melbourne, where Dave, our drummer, lives, was I think they got the award for the most most locked down city in, in the world. So he had a pretty rough time during it all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, I think he was a bit envious of us down here in Tasmania because he was thinking, you know, I moved to Melbourne and then now look what happens to me. Right. And you're over yeah. there just like, you know, working and making money or, you know, enjoying going to a restaurant or something. Yeah. The, the only thing we, we didn't have was live music down here, though. They they had their little, you know, capacity restrictions and social distancing and all that. But, you know, it was it was all pretty loose, really. But they didn't have any shows at all, which kind of sucked. But, you know. It's better than the scenario that a lot of the world was in, though. So I'm not complaining. 
What is the music scene like in Tasmania? Yeah, it's quite small. <laughs> it's actually really small. You, know, you get you get the odd local concert here and there, but yeah, the, there's not a lot of music going on down here, really. So I'm assuming that Psychroptic has not played any live shows since the lockdown. We have. Actually. You have? We, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we had, uh, what did we do? We did two shows in Tasmania at the start of the year. We did two shows in Melbourne and we've done one show in Adelaide. So, and then next weekend we got Sydney and then I think the week after that Canberra or something. So we are, we are slowly starting to get out and about. So it's, it's nice. just, you know, spot, spot shows here and there at this stage, but you know, it's, it's enough to get dipping our toes back in and getting the feel for it, which is good. And yeah, Hopefully, late in the year to maybe early next year, we should be cruising and and starting to get back to business as usual with any luck. That's great, man. That's good to hear. Because I think everyone's well and truly over this no touring and no live shows and and all that. I think everyone's just kind of had enough and said, let's just get back to normal, you know? Learning to live with the disease now. Exactly. Yeah, so. I think I think it was it was inevitable that we had to get to this point. You know, you can't just keep locking people up forever and you know putting life on hold. It's it's a bit. I think. So with the new record, Divine Council, what can you tell us about it, dude? It's a, it's a couple months out. What can you tell us? What can you tease us with? <laughs> what can I tease you with? Um, I think it, it's very much uh, the natural progression really so it's it's not exactly the same as the last album or any of the other stuff we've done but it's still very much a psychroptic album uh, pushing down the same sort of line as what we did with as a kingdom drowns with big epic choruses you know still keeping the sort of techie thrashy guitar riffing and yeah but there's there's a bit of atmosphere in there so there's a I suppose we've just kind of grabbed all the bits we love out of what we do. And it's just a big pot that's thrown together. It's kind of hard to describe, but I don't know. I think when, when people get the album and check it out, I don't think they'll be surprised by what we've done, okay. but hopefully they're, hopefully they're stoked on it though. Cause we are. Nice. dude. Well, I'm stoked to hear it, man. And, and just looking at it, the artwork's super gnarly. Was this yeah. a pa- was this a painting that was specifically like painted for the the album? It looks like original original artwork. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep, yep. So that was Ellerin Cantor, who's been very busy amongst the death metal scene over the last. I think he did the Archspire one. Yep, he did yeah. an Archspire one. Um, Venom Prison, oh, Testament, yeah. Havoc, like heaps of incantations. So Some heavy hitters. Yeah, he's. He's a very busy boy, so we're we're really happy that he sort of fit us in and and did such a, a good piece for us. Awesome, man. Well, uh, if you don't mind, uh, I, I'd love to you know kind of pick your brain about kind of the origin of of how you got into metal. Um, so, you know, being that you know you, you were talking about Tasmania the metal scene or the music scene is really small. What was kind of your gateway into it? Was it a radio show? Was it a older brother that gave you a tape? Or? Yeah, it was. It was uh, friends of my older brother actually. So oh, cool. my older, my brother's about three years older than me, um, and all his mates were sort of listening to 
Pantera, Sepultura, Morbid Angel, you know, I mean, this back in very, very early 90s. Um, That's the heavy hitters in the 90s metal. That's the heavy hitters. Yeah, Yeah, but, you know, and and they were, I'd be hanging out with them and they'd be putting on like Morbid Angel domination and like that. You know, I was just a a kid, you know, like 10, 11 years old, like, what the fuck is this? This is gnarly, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, it just, uh, it's, I suppose it just sort of grew from there. I mean, it, it was, it was kind of a, a funny thing down here, sort of back in the early 90s, because we didn't have, you know, a lot of chain stores that were selling metal. We didn't have radio shows that were, you know, playing metal and stuff. So it was just one tiny little record store, which one of the guys that worked in there was right into metal. So he was like importing all this sick and, that's awesome. Basically, whatever he was sort of getting in for everyone was, you know, that's they're the bands that, that the whole got. local scene would be into, you know. Yeah. And you'd buy a CD and then you can tape it for all your friends and loan them out. You know, it was it was that real sort of, you know, early 90s organic thing, which, you know, I mean, back then, the whole thing of metal, it was it was an exciting time for it. You know, it was really developing and finding its feet. And then the subgenres were all sort of coming out, you know, and I do look back on that, that sort of era of extreme metal very fondly, you know? Yeah. Everything was new. But, yeah, exactly. And the crazy thing is now, you know, like nearly 30 years later, I'm still listening to those same albums yeah. <laughs> that I was getting yeah. then, you know, it's still all my, go-to stuff you know is i i kind of found with um you know me with metal i kind of hit a point where i'm like i don't really check out much new stuff anymore i'm kind of still just stuck listening to the same same i've been listening to for years so you know unless unless we sort of tour with a band or you know i I happen to catch a, a band live that really grabs my attention obviously i'll check them out on album and you know give them a bit more of a spin but you know i'm i'm kind of i suppose i've hit that age where i'm just like living on nostalgia hey nostalgia is a hell of a drug man yeah it is your <laughs> <laughs> does your uh so your older brother has he checked out psychroptic shows uh he has years ago he as he got older he he uh totally lost interest in metal music sure, <laughs> so, sure, sure. but you know he, he has been been along to a few of our shows he he uh lives up the other end of australia now okay. so we don't see each other a lot but i'm sure when touring starts happening again he'll be popping out to shows nice so back then uh do you remember uh, it's gonna you know maybe be foggy memory of those days but what was your first band t-shirt you ever bought First band T-shirt would have been Deicide Amon, Feasting the Beast. That's a sick first band T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually still remember it because I hadn't actually heard Deicide before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So okay. I would have only been uh, 
damn, would have been maybe 12 or 13 years old. It just looked cool as hell, huh? It looked, yeah. And it was in that same record store I was talking about before. I I saw it on the rack there and I was like, wow, look at that, you know, and young Glenn Benton in flames looking all gnarly with his inverted cross burn in his head. And I'm like, that is sick. Like, there's no way that band and that album cannot be awesome. So I got I got the shirt, and then it was it probably wasn't for like a month or two later that I think it must have been like Once Upon the Cross or Legion or one of those early albums. A friend of mine bought it, and I listened. And I'm like, yeah, I made the right decision buying yeah. that T-shirt. You know, they're my favorite band before I've even heard them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and I still can listen to all that those early albums you know once upon the cross and serpents yep. of the light you know still listen to that shit today hell yeah dude that's awesome so yeah you know you said so you're you're a painter you're a death metal vocalist what aside from music and working do you like to do uh i'm a bit of an outdoorsman i like going okay. bushwalking like that i'm actually i i do a lot of art as well actually um i do a lot of digital art awesome. digital paint and stuff so yeah right into that and i got two kids so they they keep me extremely busy when i'm not working or not touring or doing the music thing so what do they think of your music ah they're like 11 and 13 they fucking hate it they're like dad's crazy yeah they're like what the is this that you play dad and you know they're all about hip-hop and and young people's music yeah 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 you know, I, I think they appreciate that, you know, I'm 40 years old and I'm still holding on to my childhood dream. So, you know, you can't, you can't let go of that. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> that, absolutely, man. Especially, you know, you guys are, it's pretty damn successful band, you know, like people all over the world love you guys. You know, this album is eagerly anticipated. You guys are well known in the metal underground um you know you might not be iron maiden or something but you know you guys are very well respected and loved so so you know they might not know it yet but their dad's pretty fucking cool <laughs> that's what that's what i say to them sometimes like, they'll you know be like people dad, know me <laughs> yeah they'll be like dad you're so old and you know you're over the hill and stuff and it's like oh if i sing in a band i'm cool or at least some people think i'm cool and they're probably old as well but i don't care you know (laughs) i'm cool damn i'm cool (laughs) yeah that's what i that's what i say and you know my wife's just like if you've you've got to try and convince them that you're cool you're obviously not (laughs) (laughs) i don't care (laughs) nice Okay, so um, aside from metal, you know, do you what? What's kind of any any artists or musicians that you like that people might be su- surprised the singer of Psychroptic is into? I, I like all the early '90s stuff from your end of the world, actually. Okay, so like kind of like grunge, Bell Jam, Soundgarden, all that stuff. That was that was a really big one for me, actually, when I was growing up. All that sort of stuff, and and that's that's another lot of music I, I still listen to. Yeah. quite regularly today my my wife's right into all that sort of music as well so that's uh yeah that's uh, aside from metal that's probably the the big one that that we do listen to regularly okay. at home okay. a lot of great bands yeah, yeah. awesome you're it's probably cool. sick of hearing it no <laughs> i i love those you bands. still love all I've oh, heard good, I've man. heard a lot of them, and sometimes I'll skip the singles on the CD or the albums because you've heard it so many times. But yeah, the, the Alice in Chains, you know, like it's un 
unwithable man like just it's yeah just incredible music and it's timeless so yeah i totally agree so you guys uh as many people would classify psychoptic as a tech death band um that's kind of where i would you know if in in my cd collection if i were to you know put you in a genre i would probably put you in tech death if you don't mind we all know the big four of american thrash so megadeth anthrax metallica slayer in your mm. opinion in your opinion what's the big four of tech death uh hopefully us okay <laughs> psychotic that'd be nice uh, we, we were there in the early days. We probably okay. drifted from the tech death a little bit now, but I'm going to say us just because, you know, why not? Yeah. And then I'd say Necrophagist would have to do a reunion and jump in there. Yeah. Ar- Archspire, they're a band that's really kicking ass at the moment, good friends yeah. of ours. And I'd say Spawn of Possession as well. Yes. They're another yeah. one that I don't think they're going anymore, but they'd have to make a reunion anyway if we were going to do some big four of tech death touring or something like that that'd be pretty killer i'll yeah. throw the faceless on the as an opener and they'd be oh good. that's yeah that's one i didn't think of as well i, I, I don't think they're going at the moment either are they hey uh, man another great band though. let's get that tour going i like it <laughs> be nice uh okay so um uh the album's coming out uh do you think uh we can count on possibly uh psychroptic coming to the united states in 2022 probably 2023 yeah definitely most definitely i mean we got uh we got members out living in the states so cool yeah it's it's gonna happen that's gonna be you know a pretty you know it's it's a priority of ours getting out there again so Awesome. Hopefully we can make it happen. Just got all the fun of, of getting visas sorted and all that. But Yay. yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully we should be able to get that happening soon awesome. with any luck. Again, Divine Council coming out in August. Uh, my last question for you, bit of an odd one, but I asked this for everyone. All right, show, far away. Show us if you can, but if not, just tell us. Pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got the scar. Oh, damn. I've got one. You probably can't see it on the top of my head. Oh here. yeah, see it right there. Yeah, that was when I was two years old. Apparently, I tripped on the concrete stairs at my family home, landed headfirst on a rock, and the oh. rock dented in my head. The scar was a lot bigger when I was younger, but yeah, two years old. That's that's probably one of my only scars that I've actually got left anymore. Wow. Yeah. So it's no, it's, it's, it's not a uh, exciting story. I haven't had any like insane mountaineering accidents or anything like that to talk of (laughs) or been in knife fights or anything like that, but tripped over two years old. Hardcore. Hardcore scar. (laughs) (laughs) We're dull people down here in Tasmania. (laughs) Nice. Again, Divine Council coming out in August. Uh, Jason, any final words for the Northwest, man? Uh, keep an eye out because hopefully we should be out there sooner rather than later. And check out the album when it when it's released on 5th of August. Sounds good, man. Dude, thank you so much for taking the time, man. I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, you do. I'm going to go <laughs> home and have a beer and get out of my work clothes. <laughs> right on. Take it easy, Jason. Have a good one, yes, man. man. You have a good easy, one. Bro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.